Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. Time to turn on the Shark Spotlight. On July 13, 2022, the San Jose Sharks dipped into the free agent market and signed veteran right-handed shooting defenseman Matt Benning, who had played the previous two seasons with the Nashville Predators and, before that, had skated in an Edmonton Oilers uniform for four years. Benning grew up in the Edmonton area, and as he told us in this edition of Shark Spotlight, he's part of a very distinguished hockey family. You know... Having four boys, all of them in hockey, my dad, you know, playing 10 years in the NHL. Uh, my Uncle Jim, who was with the Vancouver Canucks as the GM, um, he played, you know, 10, 10 years in the NHL. Uh, my other uncle was, you know, an All-American um, in, in college and, and a hell of a player, um, you know, and and I guess all, you know, all my brothers, and uh, like my brother and my sister, they played hockey. My brother is now at Denver. Uh, they won the national championship last year, and he's doing well. He's drafted by Florida. Uh, my sister's retired from hockey now, but she played at the University of Alberta. So I guess wherever you kind of go in our family, there's hockey. And uh, I always joke about it. You know, the, the non-hockey people in our family have a tough time sometimes at the family reunions because, you know, it's, it's all hockey talk. Here's the thing, though. Did you ever play any other sport? <laughs> you know what? Briefly. And I think, you know, I, I loved hockey so much that I knew that I, that's what I wanted to do, but I think playing other sports is, is good for you, for your coordination, whether it was, you know, I played a little bit of lacrosse. Um, most hockey players play golf. I love golf. Um, you know, played some, played some, you know, minor sports growing up, but then it, when you're in Edmonton, when you have seven, eight months of, of snow on the ground, it's, it's pretty well uh, hockey or nothing. <laughs> Well, that's for sure. And, of course, Edmonton, the site of one of the great dynasties of the game of hockey, the Edmonton Oilers, a team you would later play for. But uh, growing up, you had to follow them closely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my dad dad played for them briefly, and, and we were season ticket holders. And, um, you know, it was for, – for me, it was – I you know, I was just growing up, going through the ranks. Um, you know, I was always kind of looking at, at that team, being like, this is the standard. This is what I need to get to. Like, this is super cool. Um, now, you know, to experience it, uh, you know, on both sides as a fan at first and then as a player, especially playing in Edmonton, was, was pretty special. Um, playing my first game in the NHL there was, was amazing. So how old does a member of the Benning family first put on skates and get on the ice and pick up a stick? That's a good question. I think, you know, it's probably similar for a lot of the guys on the team. Um, four or five, I think, you know, sometimes three. I have a son. He's, he picked up a hockey stick at probably one and a half just when he started to walk sort of thing. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to force hockey on him. Um, but, you know, it, it's, right, it's right there. It's, it's in his hands. He, he loves coming to the games. He loves, you know, the warm-ups, cheering, cheering everybody on. So um, we're, we're, you know, facilitating that if he wants to do that. What's his name? Miles. 
Tell me a little bit about your family. Uh, tell me about your wife. Tell me about if you, I don't even know if you have any other kids. Yeah, absolutely. So my wife, Janelle, we've been together since we were 16, 17, high school sweethearts. Uh, I don't see that much anymore. Um, she's a nurse. Um, so we have a two-year-old, Miles. Um, and then we recently had uh, our second son, Colton. So he's three weeks old. So there's a, there's a lot going on in the house right now, especially with the move and that sort of thing. And my mom um, came down and, and was really nice helping us out. Boy, that really is amazing. And obviously, therefore, uh, Janelle really understands the hockey life because she's been around it almost her whole life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when we first started dating, she didn't, you know, she didn't like hockey. She didn't even know much about hockey. She wait, know, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. She's from Edmonton, and she didn't like hockey. She, she's a volleyball girl. Uh, she like she played her volleyball. I mean, she knew she knew about hockey. Her brother played hockey, and her dad played hockey. Um, you know, more you know, kind of until they were out of high school, sort of thing. And um, you know, she didn't she didn't want to be one of those you know puck girls that come around the rink and just you know want to get a hockey guy. So. Um, you know, I finally convinced her probably about after a half of a year that, you know, I played junior hockey and would love if you, you know, wanted to come out and watch or whatever. And then she was very supportive and, you know, in whatever I did, whether it was, you know, going to college and, and getting my degree. And, we, you know, we did long distance for a couple of years and, you know, she did her nursing thing. So she's very supportive and, uh, you know, she's, she's amazing. Now that, uh, that junior team, was that the Spruce Grove team? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Your dad played when that was in St. Albert. I remember that. And that, that's the team that I remember, that the St. Albert Saints. But now in the Spruce Grove is where they ended up moving. It's a suburb of Edmonton. But what about the tradition of, of that level of hockey? That's junior hockey, but it isn't major junior. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can go major junior, and, and it's, that's considered uh, semi-pro. They get paid, you know, a few hundred bucks a week sort of thing. Um, but... For me, just in my development path, I wanted to go to college. I needed to get stronger, get in better shape. And so playing in, in junior A was, was the route for me. Um, you know, Spruce Grove Saints is a great organization. They push a lot of guys uh, pro, um, whether it's, you know, in Europe, uh, minor league, and even NHL. We've got a bunch of NHL alumni playing. Um, so, you know, if, if, if you want to go the college road, it's, it's a great option. I want to talk about that decision because obviously in your family, major junior hockey was a big part of, of that process, but you decided to do it a little bit differently. You went to Hockey East, you went to Northeastern and played there, but that's got to be an interesting decision that a young player, especially in Canada, has to make at age 16 to sort of forego that opportunity that uh, you have to play, say, in the Western Hockey League. You got a lot of pressure to do that. People say, I'd really like to have you come. We'll pay for four years of school. So what about that process for you? Yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was a tough decision. My dad and my Uncle Jim, they both went uh, the major junior route. And, you know, I, I think for me it was, uh, it was you know, taking a look at each side. My Uncle Mark was an All-American at Harvard and, and Princeton, and, you know, he, he really enjoyed that way. Um, but, my, you know, my dad and my uncle were, were top, you know, top prospects kind of coming up through the ranks where I was more, I mean, we'll just call myself a late bloomer. Um, you know, I was a sixth round draft pick, not, you know, not expected to, to do a whole lot. And, and for me, that education was so important, um, you know, and, and the less games was, um, was, a, was a contributing factor to my decision as well, just because, you know, either you can work out a lot more, get in better physical shape and get, get me ready. And my dad said, hey, if, if, you don't, if you don't have to ride the bus for 12 to 14 hours to play a hockey game, 
um, you know, that's not a bad thing for your body either. Well, you can ride six hours to the North Country and play St. Lawrence and Clarkson, but that doesn't happen too often. Uh, talk about that Hockey East atmosphere, playing in the bean pot. That's a big deal uh, with the four major schools in Division One playing at the Garden. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, as, as an outsider coming in, Coming into Northeastern, you, you don't really understand the, the significance of that tournament. It's it's only two games, and you know a lot of people who don't understand you know the bean pot, they're like, well, it's only two games, but you know for schools, it's it's major bragging rights, um, you know of, of the Boston area, and, and traditionally you get the Boston colleges and Boston universities that have done a lot better than you know let's say Harvard and Northeastern, but I think the tides have changed a little bit. Northeastern's doing a little bit better. Um, you know, there's there's some great talent. Both uh, two of my three years, I think we went to the finals. We lost both times in the finals, once in overtime to Jack Eichel's team at uh, at BU. But um, you know, it was a great experience. It's, it's as a college student going to the TD Garden. It's it's an unbelievable atmosphere. You get half the rink that's you know your team, half the rink that's the other team. It's it's the ultimate uh, experience. And totally different from the National Hockey League experience there. you get got the band playing and you've got all that other sort of activity that you don't see in the NHL. Absolutely. And, and you got, you know, the one side cheering, you know, have each each kind of school has their own, you know, sayings that they play at the football mm -hmm. games or baseball games or, or hockey games. So that part of it's cool, um, so, you know, seeing just how young the, 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 the crowd is and, and they're really into it. It's, it's, it's kind of like your first you know, real taste of you know, what pro or the NHL is going to be like. So you were one of the alternate captains of the team your third season there, and you mentioned you were drafted, but uh, you decided that it was time to turn pro after that. What was the reason for leaving? Yeah, we had a, we had a crazy year my, thir my third year. We, we started 0-11-1, and then we were unbeaten in 22. Um, you know, how, how does that happen? And we ended up winning Hockey East. We, we lost to North Dakota. They, they had a really good team. They ended up winning the, the national championship that year and have, you know, five to eight, you know, guys move on and play in the NHL as steady players. Um, but, you know, for me, I was playing, you know, 24, 25, 26 minutes a night. Um, I just saw that, you know, I was really close to getting my degree anyways. I think, I, you know, I was just like, I think, I think I'm ready. Um, I, I didn't, you know, see much point of going back, and, and you know, I've already been playing in every situation, sort of thing, and and likewise, my my four years um, eligibility with the Bruins were were up at that point, so I kind of wanted to see where they stood, and um, you know, they decided that uh, they didn't they didn't uh, want me part of their their organization, and I kind of you know took that with a grain of salt, and and you know, got to uh, you know. Pick a few, pick a few spots, maybe a few teams that that liked me, um, and move on. And like, luckily Edmonton was one of those. Pete Chiarelli was the GM in in Boston when I was drafted there, and he was in Edmonton. So um, Keith Gretzky as well switched to Edmonton. So you know the stars aligned, and and it was kind of fluky that you know it was my hometown, and you know that was a that was a big um, decision to make because I, I understand you know as a fan that side of, of how much hockey means to Edmonton and that sort of thing. And, you know, I think leading up to my first year, the team didn't make the playoffs in like 16 years. There was a lot of, you know, negative energy. But, you know, my first year we, we, uh, we ended up, you know, doing well playing you guys um, and then, you know, moving to the second round playing Anaheim. And, and you know, that was, that was super special. It was a lot of good, uh, you know, l lessons learned um, in developing in, in pro for me.
We're visiting with Sharks defenseman Matt Benning. You're listening to the Sharks Spotlight on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. Before we start to get into the pro hockey side of things, I want to go back to that moment when the Boston Bruins decided not to sign you, even though they drafted you. Uh, might have been the first time in many respects that you were told no in, in, your, in your hockey life. Tell us about how, that, how devastating that might have been, what you went through. For sure. Um, as, you know, grow, growing up, there was, there was a few times where I didn't make the team, I didn't make my high school top team um, into triple my first year and at the time I thought the world was collapsing underneath me but in reality you know I got to play a lot more in different situations and develop and and that was you know important to me and it ended up being you know a great thing for me and you know in in kind of getting older and getting to that stage um, yeah it was a, it was a shock to kind of, it was like your first time of, you know, you know, you're not wanted by, you know, a team, especially a team that drafted you. You've been to five development camps. You're kind of, you know, second guessing, well, was that, you know, a waste of time or whatever? But, you know, I, I learned a lot of great lessons with them. And, you know, it was no, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't personal or anything. And, um, you know, Pete Shirelli being, being in Boston kind of knew what I was about. And, and he jumped on the opportunity right away in Edmonton being like, hey, we want you here you know, let's, let's, let's get something done. So that was, you know, it was, it was a brief moment of, of, you know, it's a, it's a shot to you go sort of thing, but, um, you know, right away Edmonton reached out and was like, yeah, let's get something done. Have you gotten your degree? I have. Yes. Uh, how'd that happen? Yeah. So e each year at Northeastern, I, I stayed a summer semester in case I was going to, you know, leave early. Um, so, I, at the end of my third year, I had five classes remaining. Three of them were electives, or two were, two were electives, three were, you know, core classes. And so each year, I'd kind of take one every summer, one every summer online. So I had two core classes left, and, and the school was like, you know what, Matt, you have to be here on campus to take those. And it was just really difficult to schedule, you know, whether we're in the playoffs or not, you know, a lot of times it's, it's the last 10, 15 games that determine that. So you can't really plan anything going from Edmonton to Boston's a major, major, you know, change. We know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, ju I just couldn't plan anything. COVID hit. My coach called me, he says, Benny, you, you got to take these courses. They're two weeks long at the same time and ended up working out perfectly. I finished, um, you know, a week before we went into the bubble in Edmonton during that COVID year for playoffs. Um, my wife, you know, helped me out. We weren't doing much anyways. It was a lot. It was a lot of curriculum to get done in two weeks. Um, but I was super fortunate that that opportunity arose in, in, during COVID time. So you go to Edmonton, team you rooted for growing up. They sign you. And amazingly, as a guy that was signed as a free agent, you make the team to start the year. Was that a shock? Yeah, you know, it, it, it really was. And, you know, I give kudos to my dad and to my family, my wife as well. Um, you know, going into camp, you know, a lot, a lot of things are crossing your mind. I was asking my dad, hey, dad, I've never been in, you know, the U.S. and now I'm making my own money. You know, I should set up a U.S. bank account. My dad would always be like, you don't need to set up a bank account. Just make the team. And, you know, just, just like little things like that to keep it light. And, um it was almost like a game, you know, every, every, you know, couple, couple days, they'd have, you know, a series of 
a few players got cut, a few players got cut, and my dad was like, you just got to make sure you're better than, you know, the next guy, the next guy, the next guy. It was almost like an internal competition, and, um, you know, my wife was super supportive and, and that sort of thing, so it was just like, you know, I'm still around. Oh, there's, there's nine D-men left. Okay, I'm still around. There's eight left. And then, holy crap, I made the team. Um, and, you know, to start the year, the team went eight and no, I wasn't playing. The coach is obviously not going to change change the lineup. And I was sent down, played two games in Winnipeg, was called back up for the outdoor game in Winnipeg, the Oilers versus Winnipeg. Broke my foot the practice before the game that I was supposed to play. It was supposed to be my first game. It was an outdoor game. And, you know, sat out a week or so and then ended up playing my first game in, in Toronto, which is which is a crazy place, the hockey hub of the world, right? So it was, uh, you know, super special. For fans that don't understand this, you go in the locker room in Toronto and it's like Super Bowl Sunday. There's that many reporters and media and distractions in there. That had to be something. For sure. You know, we, we got a glimpse of it in Edmonton, you know, just having, you know, superstars like Leon and Connor. Um, but Toronto takes it to a whole nother level. It's you know, our media relations guy comes in and says, hey, we're opening the room to media. All of a sudden, like the whole room is, is filled up and, and you're almost kind of trying to get out of their way. They're, they're trying to, you know, get their, to see their people. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool. There's so much cameras there. It's, it's like Hollywood for hockey. Um, so that being my first game, it was very nerve-wracking. But, um, you know, I, I wouldn't ask for anything else. Were your parents there? They, so I, I was kind of a game time decision coach, decided to put me in late at morning skate. As you know, flying from Edmonton to Toronto, it's, it's you know, a good flight. So my parents missed my warm-ups, uh, missed half of the first period, but got there for, you know, majority of the game, which was awesome. That had to be great to see them at the end of the game. Absolutely, yeah. They, uh, you know, all that work that they've put in in the early mornings and my, my I mean, they, they live that 10 years, so they, they know what it's about. Um, but, you know, to see them there, that was special. You thinking about that for your own kids? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, my dad retired at 29. Um, I was, you know, not old enough to remember. I was barely one years old. So to see, like, Miles being two years old, like, looking at me in warm-ups and pointing, being daddy-daddy, like, that's pretty cool. So I think, you know, that was, the, you know, a major factor in us, kind of having kids while I'm still playing. I know, I know, I understand, like, the lifestyle and travel, and if you get traded and that sort of thing, it can be hard on, on your family. But I think that, you know, that overweighed, you know, having to move your family sometimes like we just did a few weeks ago. You're listening to the Shark Spotlight on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. We're talking to Sharks defenseman Matt Benning in the Sharks Spotlight today. And here we are in the National Hockey League. You haven't been traded, but you ended up leaving as a free agent when the Oilers did not tender you a qualifying offer. And you ended up going to Nashville. What was the experience like in Music City? It was great. I mean, I love, love country music. Um, Who's not, your favorite? <laughs> which one? Uh, I'm a big Morgan Wallen guy. I love Hardy. Um, that, that type of music, it's almost like country mixed with a little bit of rock. It's a little bit more, you know, intense. So, um, but in Nash Nashville was great. Um, a lot of people know Nashville for Broadway craziness, but it's, you know, it's a great place to raise your family. The people are really nice. Um, good sports town. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it was, it was, it was a great, you know, experience. And I, I told my wife this the other day, I said, you know, when, 
when can you say in your life, hey, like we, we lived in two years in Nashville, we lived in, in San Jose, like that's, that's really cool, especially, you know, when our roots are going to bring us back to Edmonton eventually. So, I mean, I think my wife's a little bit more excited about uh, not seeing snow as much as, as we did in Edmonton. So, um, you know, we're, we're really excited to be here. Nashville, you're there for a couple seasons, you become a free agent, and the San Jose Sharks come calling. What was the decision to come to the San Jose Sharks? What convinced you that this was the best place for you and your family? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, um, you know, the, the team's an exciting team. Um, it's, it's not a re not, there's not a rebuild. I think it's kind of like a half, you know, rebuild. There's a lot of new faces, um, obviously new coaches, new GM. And I, th I think what, what set me here was how, how excited they were um, about me. They, they really wanted me. Um, they saw a great role for me that, you know, I know that I can do and, and be productive. So, you know, just talking to, um, you know, Dougie Wade, um, my career, it was, it was, you know, just very, I was, I was very excited and they're, and they're, you know, really pushing and really wanting me, um, which as a player, you want, you want to be uh, a productive member uh, of the team and you want to, you know, go and, and do what you do out there best. So that was, that was um I think a, a big part. Not that this is really a deciding factor, but I assume you watched them play quite a bit when they both were on the Oilers. Yeah, and not not to date uh, Dougie Wade, but my dad briefly played with him. Um, you know, so they, you know they were obviously stars in Edmonton and, and great great players, and um, you know. Uh, seeing their names, you know, when they when they got the jobs here, it was it was exciting and and obviously more exciting when they called. So now here you are, San Jose Sharks are your team. The fans want to know all about you. We've learned a lot about you today, but tell us about what kind of a player you are. Tell us about what kind of a player you expect to be and what role you're going to have with the Sharks. For sure. Um, I think, you know, playing six six years in the league, it's it's been. Uh, you know, I've, I've developed a little bit, but um, it's, it's mainly kind of in the same role. I, you know, I, I play hard. I'm, I'm in your face. Uh, not necessarily a, a fighter, but, you know, I, I play physical, um, defend hard, um, penalty kill, block shots, um, you know, make, make good breakout passes, uh, break the puck out, you know, very simple player. How hard is it these days to be a defenseman? And you're about 200 pounds, a little bit more than that. Playing against guys that are 225, 230, and coming in with the speed of, say, a Patrick Marlowe. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I remember uh, early in early in my career in Edmonton. I mean, we came to San Jose lots and played. You know, a big. You guys are a big physical team, and I remember I'm like, this is this is tough. You know, just just my role as well, third pair. I'm usually playing against third and fourth line guys, and and coming into the tank, it was it was it was scary. It was, you know. It's, there's big guys that can move fast and hit hard, so you really got to be on your game. You really got to be, uh, I say, airy, know where everybody is around you. And and um, you know, I I'd consider myself a headsy player. I'm not the fastest guy, you know, I'm not the quickest guy, but I, I generally know, you know, where the puck needs to go, where guys are around me, sort of thing. So I think that's kind of what the fans can expect. Well, it's interesting too that you mentioned that because uh, you were slighter when you were when you first started your career, and obviously doing a lot of training in the off season had to be a big part of what got you to where you are now, right? Yeah, for sure. I think you know, like I said, my first couple of years, I was a little bit overwhelmed. I was getting 
pushed around a little bit and and you kind of got to evolve into you know what your niche what your role is and and I kind of saw you know I was going to be a third pair guy penalty kill guy you know I, I want to have the ability to play against you know guys that I'm going to be playing against most of the time bigger guys third fourth line guys that like I said can move are big heavy and so you know I, I think I kind of morphed my my off-season training and and my body type into that just just to be able to you know be able to deal with the the big the big mooses in the corner sort of thing so um you know that's kind of you know sitting down with the trainer in the off-season that's kind of what what we wanted to do one benefit you also have is that for your first years in the nhl you got to practice with connor mcdavid and have him as a teammate and of course have leon dreisaitl as a teammate too Give us some insight as to what makes these guys so great, what it's like to be around them every day, what kind of a leader Connor is, and, and what you've learned from all that. Yeah, you know what, it was, it was uh, a, a different situation for me coming in. Um, I was older than them, but they were obviously leadership group and, and leaders on the team. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Um, you know, Connor's a 97 year born, I'm a 94. So there's, there's a dis- decent age gap there. Um, but I think early on in their careers, they've, you know, obviously leaded, would lead on the ice. Um, they would drive, drive the team sort of thing. And, and as they got more experience and got older, you know, you, you see a lot more of it in, in the dressing room. And I, I know to this day, you know, that, that, that they both kind of are more morphing in the dressing room and, and you know, becoming that, that voice off the ice um, as well as on the ice. So, um, you know, they're great people. Um, I still, still talk to them both. They're really nice. And, um, you know, practicing against those guys made me so much better. They were always pushing and, and uh, you know, they're uh, good, good people. I mean, I think a lot of times people, uh, you know, can kind of see or guess what what type of people they are because of their their interviews and that sort of thing. But um, you know, being being a friend and, and a teammate of both of them, they're 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 you know very bright bright people. They're very um, outgoing, which which sometimes you know uh, I know Connor gets a bad rap for having bad interviews and, and or boring interviews, but uh, they're they're awesome people. He's never been bad to me. Uh, he's just an intense guy. And uh, that gets back to the work ethic. Uh, you talked about practicing with him and learning a lot. Uh, one thing that I've always noticed is that the top players, the absolute best players, the Crosbys, the McDavids, the Joe Thorntons, the Patrick Marlowe's, they're the hardest workers every day. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, as, as I think as, as what I alluded to earlier, when I made the Oilers my first, my first year, I was always, you know, trying to compete with somebody else. But those guys who are the best, it's an internal competition. It's, I need to get better, you know, I'm, I, I need to do what I need to do. And, and I know that there's more where I think in a lot of people, like, that's, that's rare. And that's what makes them the best. And, um, you know, they're, they're students of the game. They, they want to learn lots. And... Um, you know, going, going I, I, tell, I tell a lot of people this, going for lunch with them is, is um, you know, just as a group of five, six hockey guys, you learn so much um, in the sense that I'm more of a defensive-minded guy. I see, you know, we, we go over situations in the game. Like if we played like the night before, we'll, we'll have lunch the next day and say, hey, in this situation, what, like what did you see? Because I saw, you know, if a guy chips it over that stick, 
then it's a two-on-one coming back this way or a breakaway coming back this way where their mindset is, you know, I know that I can catch that guy, so I'm going to try to, you know, chip it over his stick and go the other way. So just the different mindsets of, of, of those types of guys and, um, you know, they're, they're I, I think they make players around them a lot better just because of, you know, how open they are. There's, there's open communication, um, you know, they'll, they'll be, um, you know, major factors in, in the league for many years to come. You briefly talked about what it was like to come to SAP Center and play against the Sharks and feel the atmosphere here at the tank. But what about the idea that uh, this season, beginning the, with the, your first year with the Sharks, you're going to skate through that shark head and get on the ice and, uh, and be on the, on the other side? Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, you know, like I said, I, <laughs> I dreaded as an earlier to come here because you guys had a great team and, and tough to play against. And, um, you know, I always felt like the first period the ice was tilted, um, not in my favor. So I'm excited to be, you know, coming through on the other side of the ice and, and having, you know, the fans cheer us on and, and, and that sort of thing. Do you know very many of your now teammates? No, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, Luke Cunnan, I played with him the last two years in Nashville, so I, I'm, I'm, you know, we're, we're good friends. Um, you know, Benino lives in St. Albert. Uh, I live in St. Albert, so I think that there's going to be, you know, a good friendship there moving forward because, you know, we'll see each other lots in the summers. Um, you know, have kids that, you know, are kind of similar in age, so we can get the kids together and, and have some playing events and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, no, I've... You know, don't know, don't know many uh, of, of the others uh, besides uh, in the corner. That's a place where you can certainly respect a guy like Logan Couture, for instance, the captain of this team. Do you get a sense of his leadership right away? Yeah, you can, you can definitely feel it. Um, you know, he's a serious guy. He's, you know, leading the drills, uh, very focused. And, you know, that's what you need from a leader. You need somebody who's going to take control. And, um, you know, guys are going to follow him. Yeah, from from his direction, and he's you know he's thus far he's set a great example. Looking forward to or learning a thing or two f about how to handle a puck from Eric Carlson too. Oh yeah, I mean I already saw you know I, I played against him lots, and you know maybe I'll learn a, a thing or two from him and and going forward. But uh, uh, I think that there's little tendencies that I can pick up from him. You know what he does in each kind of situation that I, I'll, I'll probably ask him uh, throughout the years. But uh, but yeah, I'll let him do his thing. <laughs> We're looking forward to getting to know you better, and we really appreciate your time today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. The Shark Spotlight is a presentation of the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.